Welcome to Talking Town's Match Day Preview with The Gov, Peaky Blinder Mark Tuxford and Vavavoon Tom James. Don't forget, leave a five-star review and let the world know just how great Talking Town is and how much you enjoy it. Also, share to your friends and family and help get the Talking Town name out there. Now on to the show. Hello again, my friends, and you are my friends, and welcome to your Wednesday night. That's right, hump day is here, but we are here to get you through the remainder of it for the match day preview. The weekend is on the horizon. I can see it, and it's in the form of Bolton Wanderers at the Reebok. Nay, the Macron, Macron rather, nay, at the University of Bolton Stadium. Looking forward to it. Don't forget, tomorrow, 8 a.m. I'm not expecting you to get up and watch it. Don't, don't worry, but just... Thought I said it for the most random time I possibly could. But yes, live from tomorrow, the away day guy with Track the Girl, Amy. All you need to know about parking, the stadium, food, drink, I don't know. Give it a watch. 20 minutes of absolute goodness. It will set you up for the rest of the day and certainly set you up for the trip. I've got an absolutely buzzing chat already. I love to see that in case you're new here. The live chat is the place where you can speak with other town fans, but also get your point across. Uh, and after the link, as Jeremy has done, I will try and get the link into the chat as soon as I possibly can. The show which allows, not allows, the show that gives you the opportunity to have your say on your football team. Uh, we've got Nor- Cruncher saying Norwich get battered everywhere they go. I've got, I've got a little clip of someone singing that. I might have to uh, give it a look. He also asked, how's the spot? Well, it's it's still there. I have to say, toothpaste did absolutely nothing. I just looked like a right idiot when I went to bed the other night with a big lump of Colgate stuck on the side of my mouth. You know, you've just you've stitched me up a right kipper. But I am still living the dream. For those that maybe saw the the Twitter uh, video, I'm still living the dream. I'm still in the living room. The exceptionally large telly is just sitting right there. Um, the dog's loving me being here. The wife isn't. She's upstairs doing a conference call. I kicked her out. I said, no, I'm not moving from this from the front room. Um, so she's upstairs on a conference call. And I'm just sitting here with the extra large TV and, and you guys and girls. Before we go any further, um, we we now have YouTube memberships available. I know a couple of you have been speaking to me about how we can get YouTube on uh, memberships available. I know some channels have them already uh, because because you couldn't operate work or get on board with other sites that we perhaps have, which is obviously um, our TT Fifth Stand members. There's two available uh, tiers, $4.99 and $9.99. Check it out if you want to. If not, head to our Ko-Fi, another place you can support the, the platform. Um, uh, and it's it's just a place, as I say, where you can support the platform. It helps us buy tech. You know, we're taking the show on the road, obviously outside the stadium that that, that required uh, setup, et cetera, et cetera, um, and just covers the costs. So, you know, if you want to support the platform, head to Ko-Fi. I could have done that a lot better, but as you can see, I'm no fucking salesman. Shit, I swore. And again, bollock. Three, <laughs> I'm in a swear cycle. No, quick, get out of here. Prediction League, we've also got that available. Uh, that has come back. Four fixtures. Bolton, Ipswich, Colchester, Barrow, Narridge, worst team in England, versus Everton. And the last one, I can't quite see it. Lincoln versus Cambridge. Oh, there you go. Adam Blamplate, new member. Thank you very much, Adam. He is leading the way. We appreciate that, my friend. Um, thank you, thank you, and thank you. Look, you even get a, you even get a nice little colour with it. Oh, that's new. Oh, I like that. Oh, I like new things. Thank you, Adam. Thank you ever so much. Um, 
But yes, thank you ever so much for all the support that people do give us. These are on the screen now. Our TT Fifth Standard members. I'll get Adam added to the list as soon as I possibly can. Um, but to save me from drowning, I'm going to go ahead and bring in my first contributor. He is, of course, Mr. Vavavoom. Can you tell I'm not really a salesman? No, not at all. Not at all. Oh, no, just floundering like a, a walrus out of water or a goldfish out of water. That's probably the more apt saying. But welcome in, Tom. How are you doing? Thanks, mate. Yeah. Um, well, well, thank you. Yeah. How are you? I'm okay. Yeah, looking forward to today's show. Got obviously lots planned. I mean, some people are calling it the Tamas Priskin Appreciation Day or the Tamas Priskin Day. I still can't get on board about celebrating a League Cup. We semi-final. We lost in the end. We lost that game ultimately. Well, I've got to celebrate Colin Healy's pass more than anything. Oh, it was a tackle. Behave. It was a tackle. Exceptional pass. No chance that was a pass. Not a chance in a in a, in a million trillion years. Well, we'll agree to disagree. We'll agree to disagree. Tell you what we can agree on. Talking Darts, a new show that me and you are bringing to the platform. Tell the people at home what Talking Darts is, because I'm really excited about this. Yeah, I'm excited about it too. So as you can probably see over there, I quite like darts and I have enjoyed it for quite a while. So I spoke to Martin about it and we're going to kind of talk about it a bit more as the Premier League darts kicks off next month. So we'll be covering the lineup week by week, covering before and after the event and just seeing who's interested really and wants to talk about darts a bit more. So I love it. Martin was saying he doesn't know a great deal about it. So we're, we're going to follow his journey and see the progression to when he's really getting into it, I'm sure. Absolutely. I, I look, what I know about darts, you could write on the back of a poster stamp and then leave a space for your name, address and date of birth. Uh, I know absolutely diddly. I mean, we, talk, we were talking off air about Phil the Power Taylor and then you dropped the bombshell that he's retired. So <laughs> I've got nothing to cling my, my hand on. But let's get some darts emojis in the chat right now to celebrate this new show kicking off. Get it in the chat. Dart emojis. I want to see that chat absolutely full with emojis. Um, back to the football prediction league, Tom. If I had to press you on this. And we've got a new member, Cruncher. Thank you very much for coming, a new YouTube member. We appreciate that, my brother. Uh, if I had to press you on Lincoln versus Cambridge. Cambridge, who have, you know, been playing fairly well. What would you have to go on that one? Well, Lincoln have just sprung up a few good results recently as well. Teddy so. Bishop right back. Who <laughs> <laughs> um, saw that one coming? Crazy. Not me. Um, no, yeah, Teddy versus Ted. Lancaster versus Bishop. So that'll be an interesting one, won't it? Mm. Um, yeah, I'll probably long for a draw on that, to be honest. But Lincoln Absolutely. could go away to Sunderland and get a result. Anything can happen. But Cambridge can go away to Newcastle and get a result. Well, exactly. well, yeah, that was a big turn. I, mean, I don't think in the long run that would do Newcastle good. Hello, Cap. Aiton Durrant, love the darts. I'll be in Leeds again for the Premier League. Holly loves the darts. Rich Boy with two darts emojis, love to see it. Sarah Davis, love the darts. That would be great. Cruncher, snake bite. Rich Boy, stand up if you love the darts. Look at that, look, you see? Bish, bash, bosh. We make it happen. We bring it to the people. Um, I do like the fact that the YouTube members have their own little colour. Green. Which is good because one of the one of the perks of being a YouTube member is that you priority comment. So I read out your comments first. Um, so I'm glad it's a different colour because it's gonna it's gonna help me. Right, let's bring in our second contributor. This is a man that needs no introduction. He is by order of the Peaky. Every time it gets me, every time it's the only intro I can't cut down. Mark, welcome back. How are you? Very well, mate. How are you? You right? I am incredibly well. Whenever I hear that, literally, it gets to that bit where it goes. It drops. I literally like do a wrestling pose, like 
Oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> it's the only intro, like I say, I've been going through them, trying to sort of, you know, slice them, dice them, trim them, tidy them up a little bit, make them tip top and shiny for January. But yours is just, that deserves to be on a fucking BAFTA doesn't, nomination. It doesn't need a change, does it? It just needs to be left well alone. And there it is. Done. Absolutely spot on. Um, listen, we, we spoke about talking darts just there. Are you a darts fan? Uh, absolutely not. Um, so I won't be tuning into your show unfortunately join me on the journey join me on the journey because honestly as I just said to Ant still in the chat I know absolutely nothing so join me on the journey because we might eventually either find out we hate it or love it but it's going to be fun along the way have you ever actually thrown an arrow because I I do play a little bit I just don't want I have yeah I mean uh, I've thrown a a few arrows down my local pub but uh, I wouldn't say I'm very good Uh, and normally I'm sort of half cut when I throw them so uh, yeah it's really a a great great mix it's the only way to be I feel with darts Tom gotta be half cut two pints is the purple patch after that it goes (laughs) worse before that you can't do much so you need to have two all right I love it Talking of uh, purple patches, talking, obviously me and you did a podcast, Peaky. I want to just give that back to the community. If you've not yet seen it, please do go and check it out. Because apparently, I've heard on the grapevine, this is your most listened to podcast. Is that true, Mr. Mr. Tuxford? That is correct, yeah. So Martin Lambert, the gov, is uh, number one, leading with the uh, out of the 30 episodes that I've done. He's got the most listeners. Um, so please just go me. and listen if you haven't already. If you have already listened to it, go and listen to it again because it is a very good interview. Uh, didn't really have to do too many edits either, to be honest with you. So it was easy. Look at that. But mm. the, I mean, just call me The Draw. Forget the Gov, The Draw. The draw. You get me on your show, you're guaranteed to have a rating spike. Just so people can laugh at me generally. But no, yeah. I'm pleased it was well received. But no, honestly, yeah. um, it's my most honest raw conversation with anybody in yeah. a long time didn't expect it to be didn't set up well, that's, that's why be. we didn't really do any edits to it because it was so kind of you know off the cuff uh you know we just went from sort of question to question you know the honesty in it is you know was powerful uh and we touched upon quite a few different subjects really so it was uh yeah really good too 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 honest because we, we had a conversation before it we went live about you know i was having a little bit of an anxiety panic attack because you know how i can be certainly those that um or on my whatsapp no and um but you talked me down from several several times of pulling it it was very close to me saying actually i don't want it going out because some of it was like my childhood also just go and check it out i don't want to um spoil it but as i've said give it it a listen out there absolutely where and also if if they've listened already i'll tell you what they need to do touch if you've listened already head back to the page give a five star review yeah that's very true and tell them why it's yeah. five stars. Because yeah. the gov is the draw. The draw is the gov. Simple as. Right. <laughs> On to a little thing called Ipswich Town Football Club. That's what we've all come to hear. Um, how many likes says Crunch for tonight's show? That's a good question. We'll ask the Peaky one. Peaky, how many likes do you want for tonight's show? Just a couple more, I think. That would do. couple more than what? <laughs> couple more. Fuck me, man. Give me a number first. Uh, we'll go for five today. We don't want too many. Just Just five. Five, no, five right. likes, five star right. draw. Right. There you go. Look, 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 look. Do, 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 do you see what that is? That's my wing, right? Come under my wing. <laughs> right. Come under my wing. Come and nestle in here. I'm going to tell you how to do the game, right? Likes on YouTube dry the algorithm, right? So just, just, just you're listening. You're learning. You're under the learning tree now. I am under the learning tree. So five likes, mate. I'm going to get us fucking nowhere. All right? Not with some of the stuff yeah. that some people 
churn out on a regular basis. You got Griffin on twenty thousand like subscribers, mate. Like, yeah, that's well done to him. To be fair, he sneezes and he gets five likes. Well. Yeah. Right? So we need more than five likes. So Tom, give us give, give us a like target. What's a like? Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> There's no more room under the wing, Tom. There's no more room. But um, all right, we'll go for. Go for a hundred likes. A hundred likes. Absolutely. There's no as reason many why is that? this show. As many as that. Hundred likes. Yeah. There's no cool. reason why this show with that man and that man can't get hundred likes. Absolutely not at all. The Cruncher Talking Town Cricket Show now available on all of your podcast providers. Thanks to the Gov. It certainly is Talking Cricket. Look it up. Right. Ipswich Town. The last bits and bobs of the Evans regime have just been swept away and tidied up because Mr. O'Neill is no longer a part of the PLC board. Ladies and gentlemen, with O'Leary taking taking over, so fingerprints of Evans finally gone. Tom, do you feel did you this was the last sort of standing order of the Evans regime? Um, it's it's fine that he's gone. Really, it doesn't. Yeah, it feels like he's gone already. I think there's just a very small detail, but I hope he just gets to do what his job was before Evans turned him into what he was, because he was just in the background doing a job in the academy, and then Evans made him a scapegoat which wasn't really fair. No, no, that's very true. But, but he has gone back to his academy, his, his academy roots or, or roles, tucks. But it, it does feel like just like the last lingering smell, if you like, of that ownership is now gone. Yeah, I mean, I think he gets a bit of a bad rep because obviously there was lots of work he was doing that kind of went unnoticed, I think. But I think, you know, it's, I think maybe he was a little bit kind of, you know, under pressure a bit with that kind of role. Mm. Um, I think there's no doubt that, like, he is an Ipswich fan. Uh, he's quite passionate about the club. But, you know, I think he's probably going to go back into a role that I feel he probably offers the most in and that he can be an asset to the club, potentially. So, um, you know, I mean, you know, Mark Ashton has done a, a fantastic job since he's been here. And, yeah. you know, I think, you know, O'Neill just goes back into the into the realm of where he's where he's good at, really. Well, yeah, absolutely. Um Another piece of business that's cro- cropped up since uh, Monday, if you like, Tux, is the new iFollow record. Uh, over 6,000 passes were purchased with the away end also selling out. So what I want to talk to you about, because obviously everyone knows we're massive. Everyone knows we're far too big for this division. So that's no real surprise that we're packing out iFollow as well as packing out grounds. But with that number being coming on a Saturday at 3 p.m., is it time the 3 p.m. blackout was revisited and possibly removed because, as you know, we've got Wimbledon now setting out. as a Tuesday, I know, but even for Saturday, it would have sold out. Is it time to, re- to, to revisit that, do you think? Um, I mean, it, it, it depends, really. I think you're looking at, you know, f- further down the leagues. And, you know, if you're if you're selling quite a few on iFollow, then you're not selling tickets in the ground at the end of the day. So mm-hmm. it just becomes, you know, quite easy for the fan to sit in their armchair essentially and watch the game and not really pay for the match experience. You know, at the end of the day, what did Marcus Evans want? He always wanted season ticket sales, He did, you know, and it comes into that. So if you're giving the fans options to kind of essentially sit at home, then they're going to take that. And if they're not already, then they might do if that, you know, that uh, blackout was, 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 was coming back in. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I think for me, you know, you, you try and, do it the best you can for the fans. But, you know, I like it the way that it does it for an away fan, potentially. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, 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 it's, it's a difficult one. But I think for me, I'll, I'll keep it the way it is. 
Yeah. Uh, 99p super sticker from Neil Perks. Thank you very much, Neil. Truly appreciate that. Would you, Tom, keep it the way? It's obviously you're a, you're a fan that's sadly, you know, not in the Suffolk uh, boundary level in the, in the county. You're in wherever you, I'm not going to say where you are, just in case you don't want me to. But um, are you different to Tux? No, I agree. And it's for the same reason that there are teams who need that match day income. And I think ourselves included, we've got overheads we need to pay for. And the fans are just going to spend more on the day, you know, food and drink and all the bits around it. And you're just kind of shutting off local pubs and businesses in a way as well. So you're kind of shutting off Ipswich economy. So I'd keep it as it is and try and encourage people to go as much as they can. I think I think the other the other argument would be that you know I'm lucky enough to have a, a season ticket I can afford that this season and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but you know maybe in the future I won't be able to. And you know it's there's so many other people out there that can't afford a season ticket or can't even afford to go to a, to a game. So you know I'm sure they would like to have that option of you know watching it from home and stuff like that. But I think you know general football fans you know as a thing it's got to be that. You know, I like the old school approach that you go to the football, you watch the football, and if you can, that's great. And you appreciate it more whenever you go. So, you know, you look at COVID. You know, we was we were mm. sat at home uh, and watching it on iFollow isn't the same at all, you know, than being there. So, yeah. Would you would you would you would would you go in for a model where three pm blackout rules apply unless uh, or until away away allocation is or home allocation is sold out and then it's lifted or a certain percentage of the crowd sort of 80% of the stadium is full or because you know, I get what you're saying there Tuck but look at AFC Wimbledon now let's just put that on a Saturday because if, if it was a Saturday mm. it would have sold out guarantee it you can't physically get a ticket for that game should you then therefore be penalised or or recently I was ill Wickham if that was a Saturday, should I therefore have been penalised because I was unwell, but I had a season ticket that I couldn't be using? Should there be workarounds? Well, I, I think there's there's certainly ways around it. Um, but what does it all come down to? It all comes down to money at the end of the day and these, these TV rights and stuff like that. So, you know, if we was in the premiership, you know, it's one of these sort of things where, you know, you couldn't watch that on iFollow probably because Sky yeah. would want to have the rights to that. So it all comes down to to that really uh and the only reason why we can even watch i follow is because we're in a, a lesser league so yeah it was quite funny tom when we went to the fca awards because every time sky got up there to, to, to collect something the room was just booing just booing them literally really? yeah 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 just booing them every time they sh- i felt sorry for the young lady who got up there clicked at the wards it's like you can guarantee she's got <laughs> it's not her fault but she was getting some royal flag um but generally, when you do hear the word Sky, you do then think about a certain aspect of the football pyramid, then you and, and etc. Without saying what I'm thinking. Yeah, I think some of it you think of Murdoch, don't you, and stuff like that. And you know, yeah, the, I've watched a documentary recently where you had the United fans back in the day. You know, not not, not wanting uh, Murdoch as the hierarchy of their club, and you know, how, look how well that sort of turned out. Really, that mm. if he was a if he was a, a football chairman or a football owner, then uh, and being Sky as well, then yeah, I think United probably would have dominated for you know the next twenty years, I suppose. Absolutely, for, it's done a lot of good, but also you know it's 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 distorted. I think yeah. is the word we've got. Matt Stanner, have you read? Have you guys read the hashtag United Book Spencer FC? I haven't, but it's an interesting club hashtag United. Do you know much about it, Tux? Your your neck of the um, yeah. I mean, I think they've kind of they've got a good model there. Um, 
And, you know, for a non-league advert, it's great, uh, especially if you're a yeah. player that comes up and plays against them as well. You know, you get quite a lot on Twitter and stuff like that, quite a lot of advertisement. But I think, again, you know, if they can go any further, can they? That's the question. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a little bit like Salford, I suppose. You've got the, you know, class of 92 there. Um and those documentaries are really good. I've watched those. Uh, and it's it's a football journey. And everyone loves a football yeah. journey. It doesn't matter who you support. It's a football journey at the end of the day. And I've also watched one with, uh, just recently, just before Christmas, with uh, Robbie Savage. I think it was at Macclesfield. Macclesfield. That's a really good one as well. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're, you know, it's it's the journey for me. Um, and I think from what I remember, someone said that uh, Netflix wanted to do a documentary on Ipswich and Ashton pulled the plug, didn't he? He said he didn't want to do anything really? this season. So, yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be filed in the comedy section next to Afterlife yeah. 3. Adam Bland play. And I never have the money to go to a game. I only live in Yarmouth. Get rid of the 3 p.m. Blackout would be great for people in the same situation. I feel you I feel you there, Adam. The Cruncher. Gov, we will tell you the details of what I don't know. It's where you do the super... Oh, joining. Yes, there's a big button called join. Join there. All the information is available. Um, Not the top 20 podcasts said on their second half season's predictions that they feel 77 points wouldn't be enough to see us in the playoffs. So, I asked both of you to give me sort of a rundown of how you see the net, the last 20 games going. I understand that's a lot of games. Um, So, here we go. I'm going to bring up First of all, I'm going to bring up your running TJ. Okay. So this is how you predicted the next 20 going. Uh, you've got a win at Bolton, Stanley a draw, Wimbledon a win. You've got two, you've got three defeats in there. MK Dons, Oxford, and Rotherham. Talk to me about MK Dons here for a start, because MK Dons a defeat, really? No, they're a good team. And we're going away and I, I can't put every game in here that we're going to win or draw it. I think there needs to be some leeway, realistically, that we're not going to have some bumps in the road. And the most logical teams, I think, are those away games against those three, personally. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I think there's a chance. We can easily go there and get a result, I think. I can but, get behind the but... Rotherham one, Tux, but could, do you see us? I mean, when you look at it, the way Tom's done it here, and you see us, you know, picking up results the way that he's got us picking up results. Mm. Would would Oxford would would MK Dons be one that you think in that run of form that you're in there, Gillingham, Doncaster, draw? You know, when you're unbeaten to MK Dons in Tom's well, which is great. But would that then mean how 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 do you see it? Um, I think for me, I agree with what Tom's saying. Where you know you're not going to win every every game, right? Okay. Sorry, um, I said thinking about standards. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I was just going to say that, you know, you, you can't win every game. So you're going to have to look at some of these fixtures. And, you know, uh, yes, you could say that we, we could lose against all of the top sides uh, and beat all of the lesser sides. But, you know, what this season has been about, it's been a bit sort of topsy-turvy. Uh, yeah. You know, we haven't picked up results against teams we thought we could. So, you know, I wouldn't be too surprised if we did potentially lose MK Dons or something like that because... You know, anyone can beat anyone in this league. You know, it's not a Very given true. right. So, you know, for me, I think when I looked at my one, I kind of, it was kind of a bit of a safe bet, really. I thought, I think I remember that, you know, I put down that we lost to Wigan and stuff like that. And, yeah, I'll get yours just up. You know, it's, it's it's things like that where I think those those teams could potentially do something against us because they might be a bit stronger. They might be in a bit of form by then as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's kind of my thoughts. 
Yeah, I'll get your. So, Tom, your oh, before I bring yours up, Tux, you you had to get you had to get you had us getting forty points, which would take us to seventy-five. Ten wins, six draws, two defeats. Um, which you know is a decent. But I found a website called SportsClubStats.com, which I'll drop in the in the in the chat right now, which gives you a percentage chance of making playoffs, top two, etc., based on how many points. So, based on your points of seventy-five, we'd have a nine point seven percent chance of making the playoffs. That's not nice, is it? No, no. Well, that's that that's 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 the level of work we've got to deal with here at the moment, you know. That we've given ourselves a lot to work with, Tux, um, or a lot to you know, a lot of clawing back to do. And it's gonna be a little bit of a struggle. So on to your one. And I'd ask you to do this at home. Let me know in the chat how you see the next 20 going, and I'll I'll say how the percentage chance is for that. But you've got us drawing at Bolton. Uh, defeat at Wednesday, defeat by Rotherham, defeat by Wigan. You've got us beating MK Dons. Talk us through the Wednesday one. Do you feel that? Because they're not in a great run of form at the moment. Mm. Yeah, I think that I just, I feel like Sheffield Wednesday underneath it all are quite a strong side. And, you know, it's even the lesser sides as well. They'll, they'll have something to play for at, come the end of the season, even now. So, you know, it's it's one of those things where you've got you've got teams going trying to trying to get to the top of it and trying to get yeah. in playoffs, and then you've got teams trying to avoid the relegation scrap. So, you know, this is really kind of the business end of the season anyway. Um, so, yeah, I, I think as I said, you can't win every game, um, but I'm hopeful that we can you know go on a bit of a run, and we haven't yeah. done that for God knows how long. Uh, We're as I said to you the other we? day. So, but yeah, we, we we do we do have to go on a bit of a run, and I feel like. You know the, the the two games that I have seen under McKenna, you know there's, you know there's some hopeful sort of stuff there, um, and we look we, we we look like we're playing well, but it's who you come up against. You know there could be suspensions, yeah, uh, injuries, all that type of thing to all consider as well. So, you know it's not going to be be an easy kind of run into the to the end of the season. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to say the least. Yeah, absolutely. Don't forget to hit hitting that like button, as the cruncher says. And also, thank you to Mike D for, and Matt Stunner for becoming YouTube members. Appreciate that. So, Tux, uh, very elegantly put there, and you're absolutely right. But we are going to have to put a run together. That's mm. something that's going to have to happen if playoffs have any chance. So, you, your points return is 41 points. Yeah. Which was Sears finished on 76 points, right? So, you've got us on 76. Tom, you had us on 75, right? Yeah. It goes up from nine to thirteen percent just by that one point, Tux. Seventy-six is a thirteen percent chance of making the playoffs. Um, Seventy-six points will see you inside the playoffs every year since twenty eleven. So mm. you know, if we can get the the results there that you're saying, and that's one more point than you that yourself there, Tom. That is, but does does it highlight the the, the magnitude of 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 the scale here? Because obviously on the previous shows we've been talking, fans have been coming on. Mike, for example, Mike Fisherman, don't give up. It's perfectly feasible. We can do it. Though, does the percentage chances there that I've sort of highlighted, courtesy of that website, does that highlight the scale of the job that we've got we're facing here? Really? Because you've got no, no, you know, no margin for error whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's tough. And you know, as as we as we got the new manager coming in. You know, I'm happy with McKenna. I was a little bit sceptical about it at the start just because of his experience. But, you know, when we didn't even have McKenna in the frame, when we was thinking about the Terries of this world with Neil Warnock, et cetera, et cetera, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking Neil Warnock because I thought that, you know, if anyone can get anything out of this, it's going to be Warnock. 
So, yeah. you know, you look at it today, what we are eight points off it today. So, you know, it's, it's a huge task. You know, you've got a, you know, you've got to put two run, uh, two wins together before you even thinking about getting, maintaining any kind of playoffs and all that sort of stuff. So, mm. yeah, it's, it, it's difficult. And, you know, as, as much as I put that together today with the, with the fixtures and the wins and losses and draws, you know, I think we, I just feel like we might just miss out a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see. And I appreciate that. You know, I sort of threw this on you this morning as a here's twenty games. Give me a, a, a points return, and it's incredibly difficult. And and no one I expect will be holding you to what you've said because injuries, yeah. suspensions, yeah, exactly, COVID, yeah. whatever it may be, can can affect it. But I was trying to just sort of see, you know, as you sit here, how you feel, and also the, just sort of the scale of the task. I, I mean, just to give you a heads up, Tom. You know, you've got 76, 76 points is a 13.4% chance of the playoffs. 78 is 20%. You know, it's it, it, it's ridiculous, really, considering it's League One. Um, but 76, 77 is generally the cutoff point, or it has been every, every year since 2011. Do you feel this year is a stronger division? Do you feel this year is going to be it's going to require more points than, than the normal? Yes. It feels stronger at the top end. It certainly does at the minute. Um, but I think we're in a fortunate position. We've still got to play a lot of the teams above us again. So we can kind of close that gap. It's kind of mm-hmm. in our hands to do that in a way. So that's kind of good. But yeah, I do get the impression that Rotherham are going to win the league. And it's the case of who gets second from Sunderland or Wigan at the minute. And they're big names for this league. Um, and then we've just got some Oxford or Plucky. They always like to be in and around the playoffs it seems and then we've got these wild card teams at Plymouth popping up MK Dons can do it this year so yeah it's tough it's really it's tougher than last year I think which shows how poorly we did last year yeah yeah it does and I don't know if it's sort of tougher Tucks but or is it or is it more actually there's not a standout team outside maybe the top one or two like we're, we're all shit basically well i, I don't know look I at think, lincoln last night for, for christ's sake. yeah I, I, I don't know i think you look at you look at the the teams across this league you know mm-hmm. especially the kind of the top 10 you know most of those have been in the premier league you know they've got a good history about them it was you know it's not been long since it was in the premier league either so you know these are teams that you know have fallen on hard times but i've said it before on this channel that you know the, the reason why you know, these clubs are in this league is because they're, they're poorly run clubs. You know, you look at Hull, you look at Charlton, you look at, you know, the, the, the Portsmouth, you know, the, these are teams that have found themselves in administration. Yeah. Um, so when you look at it from that respect, it's, that's why they're here. But at the same time, you know, they're, they're a strong outfit in league one, Sheffield Wednesday, you know, strong, you know, there's strong teams in here. So, mm the fact that we've kind of got to keep playing these sides and it will only get stronger next season because you might have a derby come down from next year. So, you know, they're not going to be, they're not, not going to mince about that, are they? So, no. you know, this is, these are big teams and big leagues. And, you know, if you want to get to the championship in the Premier League, they're only going to get better, unfortunately. They are. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so big task, but we're going to kick it off with obviously Bolton coming up on the horizon. That's the first one. Uh, I think what we've established, though, from from looking at the run of fixtures, to be fair, is that our running isn't actually sort of that bad. If you sort of ignore the wins and draws, you've you've what you've got actually is you know Bolton who are, are in the bottom six, Accra and Stanley who always for some reason are a tougher opponent to us, AFC Wimbledon 
bottom six, Gillingham bottom six, Doncaster bottom six. Like, yeah, but like, the, the only thing I'd say is define what that means in terms of you know the the fixtures don't look too bad. I mean, these are all relegation. You know, yeah, put yeah, teams yeah, yeah. that are there, they want yeah. to be fighting for their lives. So if anything, it's probably harder. Well, this is it. This is it. This is it. It, it. And it could be harder. But then if you get onto a run and the fixtures are the, are the way they are, you could you could hit the playoffs in a real yeah. monumental yeah. momentum swing where you're, you're, you're like a steam train coming in. Yeah. 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 You know, oh, I don't know. Trunch, if we don't make the top six, it's because of the first seven games, which is, you know, mm. which is fairly true. Right. On to yeah. Bolton, because that's the next, that's the first hurdle. Every game's a hurdle. We've got eight games in which we can probably not get a win, but we can't lose more, any more than two or three. We've established that with, with that little uh, segment there. But up next, Bolton, Ipswich. Let's do some famous connections, first of all. Three players that have played for Bolton and Ipswich. Can you name any, Tom? Oh, God. Um, now, Tuts can go first. Tuts, can uh, you name any? Ivan Campo. Ivan Campo. Absolutely correct. Three point. What's your memories about Ivan Campo? What's the, when you think about Ivan in a blue shirt? What's what's, what's other than his hair? What's Strong Barnet though, isn't it? I mean, you just got to look yeah. at that thing, and you got yeah, mind you, a loo brush, but at the same time, you just <laughs> got to admire it. Um, it is, yeah. I I think when he came to us, obviously he was kind of pretty past it, but I mean, playing at centre back, you know, he was he was all right. He weren't too bad, yeah. you know. Just you had a ping about him. Uh, I think yeah. I remember him playing in uh, CDM role one game, and he just got absolutely turned over against someone, but. Um, yeah, good player you know, at Bolton, he, though. Good player. He only played 17 games for us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which is crazy, really. I, I When you think about it, I, I, I can. I, I, it seems like he was here for ages, Tom, mm. but hey, he played 17 games. I remember I remember him coming in. I was very underwhelmed when he did play. And I was like, oh, we've got this bloke who used to play for Real Madrid. And he turned up. I was like, oh, Jesus. I can't quite he, believe he, he played for Real Madrid, if I'm honest. No. Nah. Can't no. believe that. Well, he, um, he played 60 times for Real Madrid. Mm. 60 fucking yeah. times. Yeah. And he played a lot more for Bolton than he did for Ipswich. Another another one, Tom. Anybody that you've seen in the chat? Anyone that you, you come to mind? Yeah, I've seen a few here. David Norris is one. Good, yeah. good play for us overall. Bit too expensive, but good play nonetheless. Um, yeah. Trotter, yeah, yeah was he too expensive? Team. This is something that came up on the Monday show. Was he too expensive, or or mm. was he actually the right sort of money at the right time? Just we couldn't utilize him. I guess. Any sorry, player. David Norris. I thought he was a bit too expensive, personally. Uh, I know he was good at Plymouth, but I did think it was a bit much at the time. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'll give you a player. Right, I'll give you a player. This is somebody that amazingly played less than Ivan Campo did. Uh, can, I, can I give you mine before you say yours? Oh, there he is. We've done it. Um, there yeah. he is. What there he is. What a player. Fucking What legend. a player. Um, did Aaron Lee Barrett? He played for Bolton, didn't he? Oh, I don't know. I'll have a look. I'll look that I don't know up. if he actually played for him, but he was certainly on the bench, I think, for him. Oh, while I look that up, tell me what you've got on Mark Fish there. Uh, what, what are your memories of Mark 45 minutes, Fish? Um, well, I think that's probably uh, one of the best 45 minutes uh, I've ever seen. Um, yeah, it was not not just from a professional footballer point of view, but like it was comedy gold. Like it was, it was, it was, it, it really was, was good. Um, 
and you can laugh about it now, but I think, you know, at the time it's, you know, you, you think about it, you must have thought him coming off after that, you think, right, I'm, I'm done here. See you later. Because um, <laughs> he retired off that, didn't he? He did. He did. And just for those at home, perhaps that have heard the sound effects in the background, that's not me adding any uh, ambulance sound effects to the conversation about Mark Fish. That's my son's ambulance going off over there. Just in case you think I'm taking a piss by adding ambulance sound effects in. I'm honestly not. Um, you may not have heard it. So in that case, you can just ignore exactly what I've said. Aaron Lee Barrett was at Bolton. Didn't play a single game. Uh, according to Wikipedia, on 24th of October 2013, it's on a short-term contract at Bolton to provide competition for Andy Lonergan. Yep. Um, but he, didn't, he never played. He no, never played. There you go. Greatest goalkeeper town I've ever had, I think. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, he, he's, he doesn't get the respect he deserves. No. Uh, don't know. Uh, if if we're talking really truthfully, he's one of the worst goalkeepers I think I've ever seen at this club. Uh, couldn't catch Great, a cold. Good porch return. Every time we played, you know, we had, he had a good porch return. Well, I don't know. I, I think he's unfairly blamed for the Norris debacle, Tom. I honestly, I do. I think if you know, if he weren't part of that debacle, people would look at him differently. Mm. <laughs> no, oh, I don't think. I don't think so. As Matt says, Lee, Lee, Lee Barrett, Lee, Lee, Lee Barrett. Just for the, just for the, you know, those are the times we had some good chance. Lee Barrett, then we had uh, Bruce. Remember that one? Yeah. Yeah. What a time to be alive. What a time to be a town <laughs> fan. Um, right. We'll move it on on that one then. So, obviously, an historic fixture, yeah, Bolton versus Ipswich. It always conjures up images, memories, referees, Paul Woolhurst. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I can still see him really angry running after that riff. Um, we've all got a favourite moment against Bolton. I'm, I'm going to ask you, what is your favourite moment against Bolton? Sort of you, Tom. So, uh, my first town game was in 2002. And any game we've played against Bolton since that has been relatively dull. Mm. So, like, anything I've watched that's been good has been the playoff footage in 99, 2000 season kind of thing so it's just Magilton's goal when he's just like weaving in and out and he just like twats it in the second leg so that's the best goal the pick for me in that game obviously I think a few people would say Stewart's in the first leg but yeah just Jim dominating that second leg probably does it for me yeah absolutely I have got it here found it on YouTube let's have a quick refresh of an absolute legend. Is it that one? Yes, it is. Here we go. Jim Magilton. This is one of the moments, right, Tom? I think it is. If I if I found the right yes. spot. It's, 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 here he goes. There he goes. Look at that. Through the legs. Round you go. Boom. Have it. What do you think about that then, Tom? Love that. I think it means a lot more as well, given my generation and having Jim come up and play in the championship with us and then be our manager. I think there's just a bit more association for me, him doing that. So mm. I think that's why I pick it. There's a great story, Tux, about that, where Jim says he went for a kip in the afternoon, which he doesn't normally do before a night game. And he woke up feeling light as a feather, really on top of it, and just just knew something magical was going to happen. I think it's a great story. Yeah, I feel, well, I mean, it's, 
I think football is all about you want the kind of the fairy tale, don't you? And I think if you can, if you can, you know, kind of wake up from that nap and then, you know, it's such a big game as well. Mm. And then go on to play like that. And you think, well, probably needed a nap for every other game that you ever played or would have thought. But um, yeah, I, th- I think for, for me, like Bolton has always been a, a bit of a special team. Um, I think I always think back to those games when we ever play Bolton. It's the same with Barnsley. Whenever we play Barnsley, I always think of that kind of mm. that 2000 final. So, um, but I think for me, like the the Bolton memories, you know, are, are kind yeah, what of what have based my my love on this club. Really, um, really? it's it's such a it's just obviously an iconic moment because we got promoted that year. But you know that just in terms of semi-final playoffs, it, I, I don't remember too many being like those. They were just incredible, really, when you think about it. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think for a standout moment from a Bolton game would probably have to be. Which I one? Think it's, I think it's got to be like it's. I, I agree with Tom's one there, but I think for me as well, it's got to be Stewart's goal where he just absolutely twats it in. Like the the the, the goal itself is just un- incredible, really, isn't it? It is just out of this it world is. in terms of technique. You know, left foot. He had a wonderful left foot anyway, but yeah, unreal. Do you mean this one, Mister Mister Peaky? Long ball, yeah. and then it goes to Holland, Captain Marvel. This is it, isn't it? This is yeah. an absolute. Peach. Look at this. Yeah. Save that, Yasky. <laughs> yeah. You ain't saving it all day. You can't, the thing is, you can't teach those things, and it is just no. literally raw ability that he's able yeah. to do that. Um, and yeah, incredible play. Absolutely incredible play. Yeah, truly. And that, and that actually got us back in the game. Mm. Yeah, got us back in the game, back in yeah, the tie. Jono had just gone off injured. Yeah. So you know, if you put that, um, if you, if you if you put it into context, you've lost your your, your talisman. Mm. So on the sideline, in the, in the stands, you've lost your talisman. You're 2-0 down in a playoff semi-final. You've got, you've got a little bit of, um, you know, PTSD, if you like, about playoff semi-finals. Yeah. Oh, Christ, here we go again. We've been so much mm. better than Bolton all year long. But here we go again. You and they had, had a, they had a very good team that year as they well. They did. Good Johnson. Really good team. Yeah. Klaus Jensen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, really good. And yeah. they had chances after that to really kill us off as well. I've watched this, this clip back. Uh, or this, 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 these clips today, and you know, and you've got Mogger also off as Cruncher says, mm. you know, it, it was a real turning point. Mm. And you know, Bolton, Bolton are a club that have been sort of you always have these these moments in time, these stitches in time. And Bolton have always been that club that have been the counterpart. The, the, the year we went down, Tucks, mm. Bolton kind of relegated us, if you like, yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, football has a funny way of biting you on the arse, really. I think, it's, especially against certain clubs, you, I think you've always got sort of teams that are, you know, your bogey sides a little bit. Um, mm. And yeah, I mean, you know, I kind of felt for Bolton as well because they nearly got wound up, didn't they? Uh, was it last season or season before? Um, yeah. And you just think how far they've they've cut, they've gone, really, in terms of, like, down. Um you know, what was it, 10 years ago they was playing European football? This so, should be a Premier League fixture. Yeah. 100% this should be a Premier League football. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one of the players stands out in my mind, Tom, from Bolton, that has nothing to do with these two types of teams, is uh, Stelios Jankopoulos. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, I mean, absolute player. Hell of a name yeah. and what a player, you know. Um, I mean, I, I used to love playing with FIFA 05, 06, and just getting a hold of Stelios. I think he was a fantastic player. Marvel. Mm. Really great. But my favourite moment is... Uh, it's been called for in the chat, but here it is. It's obviously the second 
goal where he just sends every Bolton player for a cup of tea. Yeah, he does. Yeah, you know, just, I could hit it there, but I'm not going to. I could hit them. Um, yep, yeah, boom. Yeah, have a bit of that. Have it two two back in the tie. Tanner on their way. George is at the wheel. Just yeah. you know, what a time to be alive. What a game as well. To be fair. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We've got to get those moments back at Portman Road. And, mm. You know, maybe McKenna will, will be the man. JJ Kotcher, says Mike D. I heard a story. JJ Kotcher couldn't train during the week. Literally, he just they just saved him for Saturdays. You know, yeah, it's a f- first one, eh? But a, a player, a favourite player of mine at Bolton was uh, was Yuri Djorkoyev. <gasps> Quality player, yeah. he was. Oh, I mean, look at that. Look, look what we're talking about here. Yuri Djorkoyev. Yeah. We, we, we had six Doperelta. Like, yeah. we're talking about two football teams that are... You, you, Sunderland were never great in the Premier League. They were always just there to make up the numbers. No disrespect. Us and Bolton went and we competed. You know, we, mm. we, we, we had some, some ballers. Um, but, sadly... We are we are here in League One. They just got beat two yeah. 0 by Wickham last night. They now sit yeah. three points above the relegation zone. But, but again, again, Martin, they're they're a poorly they were a poorly run club. Again, you know, Sunderland yeah. poorly run, Ipswich Town poorly run. You know, it's it, it's not a coincidence. You know, it's if you're a poorly run club, you will come down the leagues. You know, you'll kind of sleepwalk into that position. And under Evans, we were sleepwalking that way as well. So. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, exactly. You're absolutely right. We were sleepwalking towards it. James B, they mind about the referee, but his decisions were spot on. The only proper match I watched from the cobbled stand, greatest stand in English football. Hang on, James, rewind, walk that back. If you watch that game in the cobbled stand, the only game you've watched in the cobbled, get yourself back to the cobbled stand, son. Because when you go there, things happen. We're good. That's what's. That's why we've been shit for the last twenty odd years. James B is not sat in a cobbled stand, Tom. Ridiculous. That, 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 that was my stand when I was had a season ticket for three years. Loved it. It was Every, mine as well, actually. Yeah. See, hmm. all the greatest people in the world go yeah. to the cobbled stand. Um, uh, the comedian, the name escapes me. Newtown fan. Uh, um, yeah, I bet he sits in the cobbled stand. Guarantee it. He does. Guarantee it, because he's a good comedian, you see. And if he doesn't sit in the cobbled stand, he's a second-rate one. Do you see how that works? Because yeah. the cobbled stand makes the man. It I mean, are you are you saying that because you know he sits in the cobbled stand and you've seen the pictures from the view of the cobbled stand? I'm set. Uh, no, I, I, this this is a classic Martin moment where it could be really footy in mouth. You know, this could go either way with me. I live. You know, you, we, we 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 did a podcast together, Tux. I live, and, and Tom will find this out. I live on the edge. Yes. I live. This is the edge, and I live here. You know, it's just whether it can go one way or the other. Um, Sarah says, "Of course we do, Gov." So, what are we feeling about Bolton then this weekend? Tom, kick us off. What are your thoughts? What are your feelings? Yeah, I feel quite good about it based on Big what Dunk, I've seen. New member. Thank you, Dunk. Sorry, Tom. That's all right. Uh, yeah, they've lost the last four games. Granted, they've been against pretty good informed teams yeah. and Fleetwood. Um, but yeah, they've not really beaten anyone <laughs> of note in the league at all in like the top half or anything. So I, I feel like we can do them. And yeah, 2 3 nil win, I think, could be incoming. Yeah, yeah. There's a famous GIF on Twitter, Tux, with an American coach saying, "Playoffs, playoffs. We're not good for the play- or something along those lines." This is a this is sort of a litmus test, isn't it? Because we were absolutely royally. I, I mean, I, I, looking back now, I don't know how we fucking survived that game. 
Well, yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it was it was a bit of a calamity, to be fair. But um, five two, I own a Bolton, and yeah. then Bolton now is sitting th- three points above the Reading. How did he yeah. survive that? Honestly, come on. Well, I mean, you've got you've got to look at it, and you've got to look at some of those players that are playing on the day. I mean, you look at like Walton, who came in for his debut. Everyone was kind of giving him stick and saying, "Well, why the hell's he in goal? What is he? True. You know, where has he come from? You know, letting him five, and now everyone thinks he's you know the best ever." So. You know, it, things can quickly change, can't they, in football? But, um, okay. yeah, um, it was, yeah, calamity day, that really was. Yeah, not many keepers letting five on their, on their debuts, mm. do they? Yeah. I mean, it, it and was... then go on to be cried about not being signed. You know, we need to sign him. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. Edmonton and Burgess's first game together as well. Yeah, and just was, yeah. the three of them just looked like a bag of spanners. They're just terrible. Yeah. So, but now two of them are player of the season contenders. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, what are your thoughts on it as we head into? Is it is it a real test of the times to see how far we've come from that game? Is it another hurdle we, we must clear in the playoff race? Tucks. Yeah, well, every game's a a must win game in a way now, uh, especially when you look at the table. Now we're eight, eight points off it. Um, I have got us down, you know, maybe for a draw. I just feel like that, you know, when you play a a team that's kind of fighting for it, you know, they they suddenly turn up. Uh, that might be the same with Bolton. Um, mm. You know, who knows? I mean, you know, obviously I'd like it to be three points and I want us to continue this and actually have a good run of form for for, for, for a long time. Um, but yeah. yeah, we'll see what we can do. Uh, but yeah, I just think maybe a draw on Saturday. Yeah, but okay. I mean, that, I would be upset with the draw, Tom, mm. if I'm honest, because, you know, I, I keep saying we've got eight games, grace, if you like in which you can lose three, draw five. I don't want to be drawing against Bolton when you've got Wednesday and Portsmouth and uh, Wigan and Rotherham and all these different clubs still to come. I, I appreciate what we're talking to saying there, Tom, but do you, do you no. feel a, a draw would be a really bad result in the in the grand yeah. scheme of things? Only because the margin of error is so slim now. And if we can do what we did against Gillingham, who are in pretty much the same position go away to a team like that. We need to be looking to replicate what we did and try and put in that performance again. So it really has to has to be a win for me. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Bob the Nod, great point. We're a different animal under McKenna. He prepares teams game by game. But then I guess you're looking at that touch and you're saying, yes, but I'm not willing to sort of commit that because I've not seen enough... Yeah, I, I mean, you, you look at it from the two games we have played. Yeah, it's been great. You know, McKenna's got the, the team set out like he wants to be, you know, we, we look solid with a back five. Um, yeah. But, you know, at the same time, there will be teams such as a Bolton that will, you know, now suddenly turn up to the party and want to play football because they're in a bit of a relegation scrap. And I, I don't know why teams leave it so late like this. But, you know, there'll be January signings that come in as yes, well. Yeah, yeah. And that'll improve squads. So, you know, it's, yeah, I, I just think that we shouldn't underestimate teams that are, you know, down the bottom of the pile. Uh, other than maybe kind of like Doncaster, who I think probably are quite out of it. Other than that, you look at it and think, well, yeah. any of them can kind of survive. And they'll need to play teams like Ipswich, Sunderland, Wigan, whoever yeah. it might be, to, to get those points on the board and stay up. It's funny you say that because we did the AFC Wimbledon away day guide today and we're looking at their fixtures. They're a team that almost rises for the big games. 
the, the little the, the teams that you you think they may have a chance of, they they, they routinely get beaten by. But you throw them a Sunderland or a Wickham or, or whoever, and I'm just saying names here. I can't actually remember the results. They seem to rise to the occasion. Yeah. You know, well, it's, it's, it's like their, it's like it's like their cup final, isn't it? You, you know, you see lesser teams play, you know, Premier League, so like Cambridge the other day. You know, um, mm. you wouldn't think that they would be in the position that they are in League One when they played Newcastle the other day because they was all over them in terms of that sort of in, yeah. in terms of that. So, you know, it, that's what I mean. Like you get yourself up for these games, and at points in the season, you get yourself up for it because yeah. your your lifeline's on there. You know, your yeah. life is on it. So, Rob yeah. Smith, crew beating Charlton two 0 proves Mark's point. Uh, ben Moore, tactically, Bolton will be a different to Gillingham, but it's still the same type of game for us to go there and win. That's the objective. Let's go on and run and start to worry the top six. Do- the good doctor, I feel a win coming on. Last time we were do- a disorganized, clueless, bunch of strangers with heads dropped. Even then, was only that third that did us, but then we gave up. Um, yeah, absolutely right. I'm going to go into your teams. They- they're-, they're actually the same, which I feel like we could be getting into the pack, which is, you know, which is good. Good. You got this is Tom's. And this is Tux's. Com- completely the same. So you're both going for a 3-5-2. Do you think he's going to stick with that then, Tom? Do you think he'll... Because he said he'll approach every game in a different way. Bolton player 4-2-3-1. You feel he's going to stick with the 3-5-2? Um, I, I think so. I couldn't not you know, pick a different... I couldn't pick a different team based on that last performance, to be honest. It yep. was great attacking first half, professional second half, and... It had a bit of everything for me, um, but we're all still learning about McKenna anyway. So he might surprise us and do something completely different. And we have to just learn that as he keeps going. Yeah. Three, five, two for you as well, Tux. You don't see any 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 tinkering? Yeah, I agree with what Tom just said there. But uh, yeah, I think, um, yeah, you, you, I, I like the fact that McKenna's come out and said that, you know, he will, you know, set up a team to kind of nullify a potential opposition. Uh, mm-hmm. But also the you know the other side of the argument is that if you're winning, if you're winning well and you're performing to your best, then why change a, a winning formula? Um, and that's something we've been guilty with probably over the last three managers where we've chopped and changed a lot and not actually got anywhere with it. So keeping a settled side can only help us. Uh, and to be honest with you, I think this side at the moment we're probably maybe the exception of maybe Penny for Colson, uh, you know, Selena in there somewhere potentially. Um, this is our this is our best starting lineup, in my opinion. Do you see? I think he's actually going to tweak it. I think he's going to tweak it. Um, I think he's going to go with a back, with a, with a back four. I think he was going to mm. go with Penny, Edmondson, Wolfen, and Wolfenden and Danassian as a back four. I mm. think he will shift Luco to the left side of midfield, play Burns on the right, and go with a four a four four two. Yeah, potentially. I, I feel that because I think with a four two three one and the way Bolton play, particularly with Affalion, who caused us all sorts of issues. Ducks mm. in the first game. Yeah. I want to give the right side. I think he, he plays on the right. Oh, so play on the left. Um, he plays on the right. So on the left side. Penny particularly. I want to give Penny a little bit more protection. I yeah. want to, you know, because I feel if we leave him on an island one on one with Athelion, or even the Nastian one on one with Athelion, it's going to spell trouble. Yes. Yeah. You, you got a good point there. And I think, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be too surprised if we did tweak the formation a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, you've you've got to look at Penny potentially being the weak link in that side at the moment, whatever kind you of have. formation you play. Um, yeah. I just think sometimes he's a little bit weak off the ball. Um, but he's obviously not too bad going forward. But, uh, but equally, 
Tucks. You've got Donastian, who's not the fastest in the world, but a good player this year. But you, I don't want him one-on-one with wingers. Yes. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I think that, you know, if, if you're going to play one of them in their full-back areas, you'd be more suited with Donastian because he can actually defend. Um, yeah. He just maybe lacks a little bit of pace here and there. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't be too surprised if, if the formation does change. I think the personnel will remain the same. Yes. Um, but yeah, as I said a minute ago, I think the the team or the personnel itself is probably the best we can probably potentially feel with, without the with the exception of uh, with Selena and Coulson in their rightful positions. Yes, he had. I think he played on the right yesterday, Mike. If I'm reading BBC Sport right, but yes, he did play on the left. He did give give KBY a nightmare, which again, Tom, exactly why I'm not prepared, or I'm thinking, do you know what? I might just tweak it here. But as Mark just said. This is this is a team now that actually can deliver multiple formations in a game because this mm. is this is this, this is a very flexible bunch of players mm. that can that can each play two or three positions really well. Yeah, it's well, a good point, and I think it's like McKenna said when he came in. It was he alluded to not playing to a formation, but playing to beating the other team. It's just it's a yeah. lot more fluid, a lot very different to kind of what we probably have heard in the past and less structured which is quite exciting and yeah I think there's been a few player interviews in the past week I think Evan said it as well he touched on playing at a four uh, four at the back as well so I think they've had it drilled into them that it looks probably different to us but to them it's just discipline on positioning and just knowing where to be at the right time Mm. so it might not Mm. be as structured as we might be thinking I was just going to say, with the with any kind of formation we play as a professional footballer, you should be able to play any kind of formation these days. As a modern day footballer, you should be able to play formations at will, basically. Um, and if you're coached in the right way, if you're practicing that on the training ground, yeah. then you should be able to, you know, essentially deploy yourself in a, in, in decent positions um, and get the best from the team. So yeah, absolutely. But as, and before we go tomorrow. The Stuart Watson has sat down with George Edmondson. What I haven't seen the clip, but where do you think the nickname "the fridge" comes from? What 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 what's the best thing you could say when asked that question? Where does the nickname "the fridge" come from? Uh, I would probably say that he's 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 quite broad-shouldered, isn't he? So I think if you look at him, you know, a fridge is like you know quite wide mm. anyway. So I think it's purely down to that. I would have thought. Um, and maybe like George is quite a common name to have in a in a football squad. So you know, getting a, a nickname, a different kind of nickname, is probably suits him. See, I might have called him Tarzan, Tom, George, George of the Jungle, Tarzan, George of the Jungle. He'd have to have long um, hair for that, though, wouldn't he? Sorry, he'd have to have long hair for that, though, wouldn't he? Well, he would. Yeah, but what a great that what a great film that was. George, George, yep. George of the Jungle, strong <laughs> as he can be. Who's <laughs> the geezer that was George of the Jungle in that film? Because I saw him recently, in a, and he looks nothing like George of the Jungle anymore. Which I suppose he wouldn't as he gets older. Uh, Mike D, t- sorry, Tux tells t- 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 Man United players can't play four-two-two for Toffee. Uh, Matt's done so. Tux, what are you saying? Selena can play left wing back. No, he can't. You didn't buy into that, did you? No. Nobody bought into that. No. Nobody. Not for me. Not for me. I, I know. Um, I know Matt is a, a big fan of Bailey Clements, and I'd rather play Bailey Clements at left wing back than that. And I'm not a Clements fan at all. So there you go. That's it. Brendan Fraser was also in, in The Mummy, Tom. Oh, I'm, I'm lost here. I don't know who that is. 
Brendan Fraser was in it was George of the Jungle and he was in the Mummy. You must you must have seen the Mummy. We, uh, we got the Mummy. You got the Scorpion King with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. That was his first movie role. Come on, you've oh, not I've seen lost. the Mummy. I've not seen the Mummy. No, I've not seen the Mummy either. I mean, it's called the Mummy, right? I mean, I'm not just I've not just made that up. But it, it is called. Yeah, it's called the Mummy. 1999. You've not. This is crazy. You've blown nice my that. mind. You've absolutely blown my mind. To end the show, Prediction League is in play. Do not forget it. Link is in the chat. Tux, Norwich versus Everton. Norwich are currently getting ripped apart by West Ham. What do you think they're going to do against Everton? Do you think this is a chance they can actually get three points here? Because Everton also absolutely up the creek without a paddle. Yeah, I've got to be honest. I do not know how Benitez is still in the job, to be fair. Um, but I think that one could be a draw, to be honest. A 1-1 one, one or a two, 2-2, two, something like that. All right. I mean, it's, it's a bit of a shit way to end the show, Tux. I mean, you just yeah, got right. sort of just killed it, literally, at yeah. one minute past the hour. I'm so just, sorry. That's almost, are, you, are you the sort of guy that, like, one minute past me, like, comes down and pulls a plug out of the radio and says, right, that's it, you kids out of my ass, yeah. party's yeah. over. Yeah, I don't, know why I'd have, I don't know why I'd have kids in my house, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, I would, yeah, I'll, I'll pull the plug out, go make yourself yeah. a Horlicks, yeah. job done, see you later. Happy New Year, one minute yeah. past me, like, now, fuck off back to your own gaffes. Yeah. That's you miserable so-and-so. Yeah. Right, we're going to end it on that beautiful note. It's been a real pleasure talking football with you too, fine gentlemen. We are currently on 69 likes. It's a great number, but I want more. Give me more, please, people. Um, there is 110 of you watching on YouTube, more on Facebook, 110 of you. Come on, that is 100 likes. That's the target. Hit the like button. We are back on Friday with the McKenna press reaction. Uh do you want to hear any news on injuries from McKenna this week, Tom? Do you want to hear where where Coulson is? Do you want to hear how Selena is? Do you want do you want more transparency from the press conferences before we go, or do you feel actually he's he's starting to pick that up a little bit and we're getting better there? No, I'm happy with not knowing. To be honest, I only care at two o'clock when the team comes out. <laughs> I don't want other teams knowing, so I'd rather it yeah. be hush hush. I think Ashton might have had some sort of say with the really? media and, and the press. Well, it, it seems like we're a lot more controlled and we're keeping stuff back a bit more. So maybe him and the press team have had a bit of words with local journalists and just say, "This, we're not doing it like this anymore. You're going to get what you're going to get. So Fair I much. like it. It's good. All right. And Tux, you agree with it? Yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, the, the more information you get, you, you give out to the public, the, the more chance that, you know, an away side or, you know, the opposition are going to gonna pick up on that um and then use it to their advantage so you know we don't we only do the same if like say bolton released their essentially their team before saturday we'd be picking up on that and working out on that and training so um yeah completely agree mm -hmm. uh, and yes chris boyd that's the only time you'll ever hear me probably say that i want more than yeah anyway right we're done here's the peaky one here's vava boom i am the gov we are back friday 8 30 but until then with love with care thank you for joining us People behind brands. Hitrix Buses, your local bus company serving your football team. Buses run every 10 minutes. Avoid the traffic. Don't get stuck in the delay. Get Hitrix Buses today. A single from only £1.20, a return from only £2. Find out more information at www.hitrixbuses.co.uk. Hitrix Buses, proud to partner with Talking Town. <laughs>